you once again for tuning into the Psychedelic Podcast. This kicks off our Many Days and Nights of Halloween special. In this first entry, Dawn and Cappy talk about the hauntings of the Sandhills in North Carolina and many other personal stories. Shout out to the SJ Network. Did you know that according to dreamstime.com, around 71% of people have claimed to have paranormal experiences, while only 34% believe in the existence of ghosts? That's a little weird. I thought that would be a little bit higher. That's what I thought, too. And I'm also wondering what those other, like, 40-something percent think is happening to them. Maybe they just chalk it up to nightmares. Yeah. Just weird, unexplained things. And then it says 56% of people polled believe ghosts are spirits of dead people. What do you think? I mean, besides a demon, what else would they be? (laughs) I mean, there's only so many things it could possibly be. Well, I think part of it is cultural, because I think in our culture, we think that ghosts are the spirits of dead people. In some other cultures, they may see them as just evil spirits or, you know, um, (laughs) some sort of mythological creature that is specific to their culture. So I think it's it's cultural. 37% of people believe houses can be haunted, which I also thought would be higher. I did too, especially with all the movies we've seen. I mean, movies, of course, are huge influencers on this kind of thing. I would have thought for sure that would have at least been above an 80. Yeah, me too. Personally, I'm part of that 37, I guess. So what do you think that is happening? Like when a house is haunted, what is that? Well, they might not know they're dead. They seem to kind of just like encounters I've heard about from watching the History Channel for some reason and all those other travel channels (laughs) they always like walk the same path even when they change the the house around they still walk the same path so it's almost like they're just I I wouldn't say reliving but I don't don't know any other word for it but reliving the same days kind of like they're stuck on the same timeline yeah their spirit is still there their physical body is gone but they're still there and my belief is that at least from my experience people's energy gets trapped and it's not necessarily their whole spirit sometimes sometimes it's just a repetition of their energy like you leave a trail like an energy trail and you go from one room to another and if you do this enough there's sort of a buildup of this static I can see that especially yeah. with people saying you know like my wife, for instance, being like, you got some negative energy coming. Like, you know, like, especially <laughs> when I come home from work, I'm tired and I'm just grumpy. And she's like, how was your day? You just know it's crap. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're carrying it around with you. It's hard not to. Yeah. So tell me your haunted house story. 
Okay, well, mine's not so much a house as it is a road. So, growing up in the same town I've been in my entire life, uh, Aberdeen, my grandma lives near a cemetery. My grandpa's laid to rest there. But my friend and I, we saw some person just walking, and I thought maybe it was a trick of the light. Maybe the, the headlights just gave me an illusion. I don't know. I was a pretty overactive, imag- imaginative kid. When I just turned back and started facing forward, my friend goes, Did you see that guy? And I'm like, Yeah. He also kind of disappeared on us. But it was, I mean, it, it was a f- full figure, and the person looked to be in a suit. I can't really comment on what color it was, but it was, I mean, legs, and he was walking, but disappeared all the same. Wow. Which it, cemetery was that? Uh, it's the Aberdeen Cemetery right near the, uh, Malcolm Blue. Okay, I wondered if that was the one, because you had mentioned before the cemetery and the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. And that cemetery is creepy. And actually, there's cemetery on either sides of that road there. Yes, and there is. One, and the one side has like the Civil War soldiers that are buried. Mm-hmm. So it's quite old. There was even another one found further up the road from there. Well, yeah, I don't even know where it is. It's called Petey Road. Just up the road from there, they found another cemetery that was overgrown. Wow. They've... Uh, They've since then trimmed it back and turned it back into a cemetery, but nobody knew it was there. It just overgrew. There are actually committees that go around. There's like a cemetery committee that is responsible for protecting and maintaining cemeteries. They failed. uh, They they failed. (laughs) Wow, that's really creepy. I wonder if he was somebody who'd been laid to rest there. Might have been. I know... Uh, my wife used to tell me that before that cemetery was discovered, she would see people walking outside her like window. And I'm sure y'all thinking maybe it's just some crackhead. Possible. Yeah. But <laughs> they also were like in different clothing. She couldn't quite describe the clothing until she was older. But still, it was, I mean, they were translucent as she described them. So the clothing wasn't from this time period, basically? No, it was definitely a period kind of clothing. That's really cool. And your wife's pretty sensitive to stuff like that, too. Oh, yes. There's been many a place we have not moved to. She'll take a look at the pictures and be like, Nope, I don't quite like that. I look at it, I'm like, that just looks like a fountain, but okie dokie. Yeah, she sees things that you don't see. That's really interesting, mm-hmm. too. And I, I wonder if, like, people that are more sensitive to energies and these types of things have more encounters like this, where they see things more often than other people who don't believe this, right? Because they're closed off. They're not necessarily, yeah. like, tuned in. And I wonder if maybe you saw that at that time because you were so young and so imaginative that you were more open to seeing it wow. at that point. They do say children are a lot more open to seeing the spirit world compared to a closed-off adult. However, I really want to see these things. I would love to go on on haunted trails. I want to see a ghost and a UFO, but I want it too much. So they're like, nah, nah, we, we need someone more skeptical. Someone no one will believe. You should check out the abandoned nursing home in Pinehurst. Have you ever been there? I have not. When I used to do security, I used to see it. 
but I'd get in trouble if I left and jumped over the fence. Oh man, that place is so creepy. Do you know downtown Southern Pines, the road? Gosh, I think it was, it's actually Pennsylvania Avenue. There's a house that I used to stay in with an ex of mine. His parents lived in like the upstairs. So it was basically three stories and the bottom floor is like a built out basement. Are you talking about the Pennsylvania house? No. Uh, okay, because that house, my wife stayed in those apartments, and they were very haunted. Yeah, a lot of the houses on that road are really old, so I, I'm not surprised. There was a time where we would be sitting and watching TV, and in the evenings, we would see this shadowy figure appear in the doorway. And after a while, we started to notice that it was actually... It was an older black man with overalls and splad flannel shirt. He would just stand in the doorway and watch us watching TV for a few minutes and then he would leave. After a while it was kind of like this guy wants something like what is it that he wants and we got the sense that like he felt he wanted to like be there but he wasn't invited per se. But we didn't get the feeling that he was malicious. He just seemed like just a guy. Maybe he just wanted to watch the Panthers. Yeah, exactly. So at one point we were like, hey, you can come in if you want to. You're always Ooh. welcome here. He nodded and he disappeared and he never came back again. Y'all way braver than me. I would have been like, okay, he's back. Uh, where's the sage? <laughs> well... It was really interesting house because a lot of other stuff happened there. So we kind of got the sense of what is okay and what is not okay. So one night there was a really, really bad thunderstorm. Lightning all around and crazy rain outside. We get those real bad storms around here, surprisingly. Yeah, we do. And the uh, power was flickering and stuff. And so we're sitting there. And we hear what sounds like furniture falling over, like a large piece of furniture had fallen over upstairs. Nope. nope. So we were obviously concerned about his parents. So we ran upstairs to see what it was. And as we're running upstairs, they're running downstairs. They, because they got they, the right idea. They're like, no, nah, we've seen these movies. No, they heard it too. And they thought something happened to us. So we meet in the middle, and it turns out nothing had fallen over. And we're That's standing weird. there. Yeah, we're standing there, and there's actually a china cabinet in the hallway with china inside. We're standing there going, what? That's so weird. Like, we're checking with them. They're checking with us. Nothing happened. And the door to the china cabinet flies open. And we're like, okay, that's that's really weird. So we close it, and I was like... It must be ghosts. And his dad is like, ain't no such thing as ghosts. And the doors, <laughs> the doors to the China cabinet fly open again. And China starts flying out of the cabinet. It was like two or three pieces flew out several feet forward and then fell to the ground and shattered. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do you believe it now? And he didn't say <laughs> anything. He was just like white in the face. I, I would be too. You just got shown really, up. Yeah, no, it was really creepy. And so we just, we sat there in the flashing lights and the quiet listening. 
all of us together in their living room upstairs and we heard a sound downstairs that again sounded like something large had fallen over but then it sounded like it was being dragged across the floor nope pass yeah I, I, oh, I just get chills it's just it kind of makes me sick even thinking about it because it was so scary and weird Ooh, I, that actually jogged my memory of, of something that happened to me kind of going off script here so when my wife and I lived in an apartment in downtown Southern Pines it was a nice little two story we loved it I loved it and we had this real big mirror right behind our door and one night I don't know what it was. We just were, we were having trouble sleeping. It was getting like it's winter. It's cold. But um, <clears throat> when I closed the door, the mirror was leaning. It wasn't hung up. It was just leaning on on the wall. When I closed the door, it just fell. It wouldn't have made sense the way it was leaning to fall forward like that. But it did. It fell on top of us and shattered. Whoa. I mean, we, Jessica had always felt something weird about that room. We actually ended up changing. We had two rooms right across from each other. We ended up moving the next night or the next day into the adjacent room, which was smaller. But she said it felt less menacing in there. Mm. I am a religious person. So where the mirror stood, I tacked up uh, a crucifix. And she kind of felt like that that was kind of keeping it at bay like where I'd stuck it in at she could feel it behind there but not as it was before hmm. not flowing out like it like it did after the mirror broke on us now nah, I mean so interesting I try to explain that away with things you know like maybe I pushed it but I I would have I think I would have felt pushed in because that thing was not light it was it was a, a tall mirror and very wide it wouldn't have been something that like my cats myself or anybody would have pushed up but that definitely hurt and I got a few cuts out of it oh gosh oh that reminds me of something too actually also downtown southern pines this is so funny so downtown southern pines is just haunted people yeah don't go there if you're scared of ghosts especially if you're going to live in an apartment because apartments there apparently are really haunted it was it was a different basement apartment and I had it by myself and I was actually there packing up my stuff to move out and every time I went back, I was, I felt more and more of an evil presence. And I thought it was just because I didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, yeah, it's nothing, not a big deal. And I'm kind of like crouching down to gather some things into a box. And I feel something behind me shove me to the ground and scratch my back. I stood up real quick. Like, I was so scared. I stood up and there was a mirror right in front of me. There was nobody behind me. There was nobody with me. I turn around and my back is bleeding. Shoot, no. I I got out of there so fast and I never went back alone by myself. Again. I don't blame I'm you. I don't even know if I would go back. I would just hire like three guys in a truck or something. Oh my gosh, that was that was scary. I totally shut that out. I think that a lot of stuff like that happens and you just kind of shut it out. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like... You also, I mean, time moves on. You kind of forget these things. You know, they were scary when it happened, but like the Southern Pines apartment, that was three years ago. You know, a lot of things mm -hmm. have happened since then. Yeah. You know, but definitely things move on. Yeah. Things change. 
Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because, like, think about how many different people have lived in those places. But it's not always old houses or buildings. My current house has some type of something going on with it that I've had to repeatedly cleanse and shift the energy in it. Um, it's, it's really weird. It's like a presence in my bathroom. And I really think that it has to do with whoever spent time here and what kind of energy they left behind. Because I don't know if somebody just spent a lot of time like shedding grief or sorrow in that bathroom because when I'm not feeling totally happy or if I'm kind of blue, it seems to amplify it. And I have seen like I'll get out of the shower and there'll be like this writing on the mirror where somebody has written notes to Mm. themselves and it's prayer requests. And it's really weird because I can see that it's a prayer request list, but by the time I'm trying to read it, it evaporates and it's gone. That's weird. So that's, I know that's that, very <laughs> So I know that someone spent a lot of time praying in that bathroom. You know what I mean? Is it like on the front or is it like on the sides? It's like up in the corner of the mirror where somebody has maybe taken like a dry erase marker and written on the mirror. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, maybe they went in there and they needed to see that in the morning when they were washing mm-hmm. up or something like that. Yeah. I, I, as far as energy goes, my wife and I lived in one of our places. Like we would come home and it's just this oppressive feeling. And you could tell it was just, it just, we weren't happy. We weren't happy with the living that we were in at the time anyways. But like you could just tell it was just, it felt like years of pent up aggression. Mm-hmm. So we saged it. And after that, it definitely got lighter. But just that negative energy that, that that someone can just rub off in every room of the house is crazy. It is. It, and speaking of which, this is going to single it out. But I've told you, if you're listening, I've told you that was creepy. One of the rooms, I ended up hanging over it. I guess their kids slept in there and they wrote creepy stuff on the wall. <gasps> such as like they're watching me. What? They, they see me at night. It's it was unsettling. What? No. We didn't sleep in that room. <laughs> That's so creepy. Oh my god. Yeah, I painted over it. You know, they said like oh the kids just have an active imagination, but that was just weird to me. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help that I think the house next door to us, I think maybe it was two houses down, somebody had ended their life there. And the window in that room was very large. It was, I mean, it was all the way to the floor. Hmm. So it's possible that whatever they were seeing may have been two houses down. Oh my God. I can't say for certain. That's just my hypothesis on the matter, but... I don't think they see anything in their current place because I haven't heard anything. Whoa. Yeah, children. Children are very susceptible. They so also are scary. Yeah. Let's uh let's shift to workplace stories. Ooh. When I was working as a journalist at the Daily Journal in Rockingham, that was a really old building. The building is so old that the basement used to be a speakeasy. No kidding. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And um, at the time, the basement was housing the old press that didn't run anymore and just boxes of stuff and things like that. And then there was an upstairs that was really creepy. The whole building was really creepy. Like, I would say it was quite large, but we were only occupying the front fifth of that whole building. It was just cavernous in the rest of it, but it was empty. And of course, to go to the bathroom, you had to go all the way through to the back. You, basically, you had to like, okay, I'm going to use the bathroom in five minutes. Let me just start walking. Yeah, exactly. And it was so creepy, too, because you would go back there and you would like flip the light on and you'd be like, I don't know what I'm going to see. Right. Because it's just cre- it just like had a creepy feeling. And then like things would happen, like the water faucet would turn on by itself. Oh, yeah. You would leave the bathroom and you would shut off the light on your way out. But then as you were going down and turning around the corner, you could see that the light had come back on. Like, no, I guess uh, someone else is paying for that electricity. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to keep walking. I'm not, I'll just, whatever. Then the light is on for next time from somebody else. Exactly, you're welcome next person. Yeah, it was a really scary building. And like, there were certain floorboards too that in the office part where we were that you knew like, okay, somebody was leaving the back office and walking forward through the room because they would hit those certain floorboards. And And so... Yeah, and sometimes they would creak a certain way, but there would be nobody. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there was a lot like of that. stuff like that. It was nope. in the the best was when I was by myself at night, finishing up, and, you know, I have to lock up and everything, and I would hear the creaking, and then I would be like, oh, no, it's nothing, like trying to psych myself out, and all of a sudden the scanner would go off, because we had a police scanner to listen to the cops and see what they were up to so we could chase them if something was going down and like the scanner would go off all of a sudden and it was just like i was like so creeped out all the time oh no oh okay okay that that makes me actually think of a story my wife told me so she used to work in a building in pinehurst if you've been to the village the village is beautiful definitely check it out but there was a building there that she used to work in and it was very obviously haunted, especially downstairs, but in the bathrooms in particular. She went in there. Where she worked at, one person had to stay outside, and one person went inside and inspected. So she hated doing the inspection. Unless she was outside, in which case then she was fine with it. But she went to the bathroom one day, and she brought her purse and left it on the, the counter. It wasn't just pushed off, it was flung with the fury. It was just thrown, everything was emptied out of it. The, the water was turned on while she was in the stall. And this was like her third or fourth day there, so she finishes her business in a hurry, gets gets all of her stuff and cleans up, leaves the bathroom, and she goes, did y'all go in there? They're like, no, it must have been the the ghost. I forgot the name. I think, I think they called it Karen. <laughs> oh my gosh. It would, be a, it would be a Karen. It would be a Karen. But, uh, yeah, apparently that was that was a very common occurrence and everybody knew about the angry ghost and honestly it's very fitting in the year of 2020 that the ghost was called Karen whoa that building right now is available for rent so if anybody wants to rent out that old building you'll see it I Have wonder fun. why it's empty Karen's probably like yeah yeah <laughs> get out of here yeah <laughs> what was your work story you had a, a work 
haunting. Yes. So when I used to work in uh, sales and lease, I was a manager there. Every Monday, I'd have to go in and I'd have to scan every physical item we had in the store. Are I you had serious? Che- mm-hmm. Did that take I forever? To, I'd have to be in there at least three hours before opening. Oh my god. I had cheat sheets, don't worry. That was definitely not okay, but if I went to a group of furniture, I usually print out the barcodes or stuck them on the back of the sales sheet on there. So I could just like flip it over and scan each one and be like, ha ha ha. I got in trouble for that a few times because people were taking those items, but I don't work there anymore, so it's okay. But uh, so one day I'm in there and I'm listening to my music. I would listen to probably not good things to listen to in a haunted store. I listen to like Disturbed, I guess maybe angrier music. Not that Disturbed is angry, but you know, just some heavier music. <laughs> and I'd also listen to my podcasts on murder, you know, as anybody would do. The normal stuff. Yeah, normal. Nor- normal. Normal for King Mac. Normal on a Monday, you know. But uh, I went up front. My manager at the time, Matt, had gotten in. And he, he always pulls the camera and takes a look. He calls me into the office and he goes, Hey, check this out. And just goes ahead and shows me ten minutes before I go back there. All the boxes. And I was wondering why they were, were over. We used to lean the boxes against right next to the doors. So whoever would go out that day would throw them out. These boxes were like refrigerator boxes, dryers, and just like my mirror, they were laying in such a way that it wouldn't make sense for them to fall backwards. If anything, you think they would fall forward, they would kick out and just fall against the wall. But these things were obviously like thrown back. (sighs) When I went back there originally, I didn't think anything about it. I just thought that I left early that day before. Maybe the manager got mad and threw them. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he had, like, a footloose party. I don't know. So there wasn't, like, cameras or nothing? Oh, there, there was cameras facing the back. When he showed me, they just fell back. It was just leaning, and the next thing you know, it was just thrown back. So... Oh, that's creepy. Uh, that freaked me out. I'm like, do I have to go, do I have to go back there? He goes, yeah. <laughs> so I go, I go out of his office and back to where I left the scanner, and out of just... <sighs> We're okay. Sorry, I'm over here. Y'all, y'all can't even see me. Great radio. So I go to pick up my scanner and all these papers that we had of just different like customer information leads just didn't fall like you expected them to. They all got just pushed out. So like they're on they're on like a uh, a bullpen and. They just, instead of just falling down, they were like, just like the boxes just shoved, papers just flew everywhere. And my manager thought it was me playing tricks on them. And first off, I wouldn't have created more work for myself. That should have been obvious. <laughs> I, don't, I already don't want to be there. Why would I make more work? <laughs> so he looked at the camera and they just, it was like a gust of wind from within the bullpen, just, just tossed all these papers everywhere. The doors were shut. You know, our AC was great, but not that great. Wow, that's creepy. Yeah, I can't say I'm not too, you know, not too torn up about not being there anymore. Yeah, no kidding. Dang. So, yeah. have you ever had any, like, super scary nightmares? Um, when I was a kid, I used to have a lot of them. Kind of lended into that whole creativity thing. I remember one in particular. 
This is just great publicity for Malcolm Blue Farm. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a whole, like, creepiest places of the Sand Hills episode. <laughs> it is. So, for y'all who don't know, Malcolm Blue Farm is a historical area in our town. It was owned by the Blue family. This area used to be called Blue's Crossing. And the farm itself, they host historical reenactments. They hold bluegrass festivals. They hold all these really interesting things around town. Well, my grandmother lived out across the street from there, which again is only a few minutes from the Civil War cemetery and the one that my grandpa's in. So I dreamt for some reason that somebody was shoved in a tree there. And the next day, it's around the holidays, so I'm with my cousins. And we used to go over there and play hide-and-go-seek. And I found that same tree that uh, I dreamt about. And there was, like, a shirt stuffed in it. What? So. That's I, so I, weird. It was. And it was an old shirt. It wasn't like anybody stuffed it in there. And, I, I, I mean, someone obviously stuffed it in there. But it wasn't like my brothers and my cousins. They didn't even know about it. I kept that one quiet because it, it legitimately freaked me out to, like, have dreamt something like that. It almost reminded me of Who Put Bella in the Witch Elm, which is another crazy story, but that it almost reminds me of that. But I there was no body in there. It was just a shirt. Could have been anybody just shoved a shirt in there. Weird. <sighs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to church. This is... It's... <laughs> Uh, this is interesting that your your nightmare story is a local story because mine is too. Yay! So the sand hills have permeated us with the fear. Mine has to do with the Pinehurst abandoned nursing home. So, for the folks who don't know, in Pinehurst, which is the golf capital of the world, it's a very prestigious, clean place with a lot of expensive landscaping. A lot mm. of uh, historic buildings and such. And in the middle of town, beside the post office, there are some woods. And in the woods, there is an abandoned nursing home. And no one's supposed to go there. And it's supposed to be very creepy. It is legitimately the creepiest place I have ever been. I went there with some friends of mine. The idea was that we were going to take pictures with film cameras so that we could develop them and see if there was ghosts and stuff on there. So we go there, and it's pretty much as you would imagine. Halls upon halls of empty rooms with, you know, like hospital-looking beds or wheelchairs here and there, and everything is just kind of a little bit overgrown. There's lots of graffiti and beer cans and shotgun shells and people obviously go there to shoot up and do all kinds of stupid stuff. We were there for maybe an hour or two taking pictures and just being random and then we left. That night, I had legitimately the scariest dream I've ever had where we were there again, but it was nighttime and something was chasing us and we were running for our lives and essentially it was some sort of disembodied demon or spirit that was trying to get us but it was really coming at us we were running super hard down these halls they're long halls and if you don't know where you're around it's really easy to get lost there and there's like i think there's like two or three floors and we were getting separated and then we were running back into each other and stuff and it was like 
it was just so terrifying because when I woke up, I was like, I was there. This could have really happened. And to this day, I have not developed that film. Probably a good idea. I don't know. A part of me has always been really curious because I'm like, what would I see if I did develop it? But this was like 20, not 20 years ago, maybe about 15. 15 mm. Yeah, about 15 years ago. That film is somewhere in a box. Oh. Well, you know, what's kind of interesting is my wife's grandmother actually remembers going there back when it was an operational facility. Whoa. I think it actually used to be a hospital before it was converted to an old folks home. Mm-hmm. You know, we are just the best ad agency for the Sandhills. Like, come, <laughs> like, come take a look at all of our hauntings. But there is a house, a mansion, not a stone's throw from where I'm at right now, about five minutes down the road from here. And it's been dubbed the Haunted Mansion of, of the Sandhills. Big place. Well, when I was growing up, my friends and I used to play airsoft in the field that's now been converted into homes. I'm sure they had a lot of plastic BBs from where my friends and I shot each other with airsoft guns. But... <sighs> We could always see the mansion, and my friends would claim, my, my friends who lived closer, closer by here, my buddy Zach would say that they could see things in there. And I'm sure he, I was a scared of cat. Still am. Was it empty? Yes. Uh, the two, Zach and... I should, probably shouldn't say their names. So Zach decided to take a visit into this house. Now, I don't condone B&E's. But if it's for researching on ghosts, I'm a little bit more okay with that. For science. But for science. Uh, they claimed, you know, things were moving around and something got thrown at them. I, I can't dispute this. Now, let's fast forward a few years. You know, development has happened. All the houses have gone up. And somebody decided to purchase the haunted mansion. Good for them. I need some of that money. But, uh... They have an Instagram channel, which I wish I could remember what it was, but uh, they've taken videos of all the haunting events that have happened since they've purchased it. Are you serious? I, I need to find that. I'm going to try to find it and see if we can't link it in the show notes, but it's creepy. So they have a rocking chair that was rocking by itself. Now, I'm sure skeptical people will probably be like the string or whatever, but the like... Wind. Exactly, the, the wind. It's not the wind. All I know is it was creepy to behold because, you know, I grew up, I knew that, that place was haunted and to have a third party confirm it, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I never went in there because I didn't bring nothing home with me. So wait, where is that place? For those who are familiar with the area, please don't go bother them, but... If you know where the unemployment office is, it's right down the street from there, right next door to the uh, Duke Energy Plant, where they usually store their vehicles. Is that Southern Pines or Aberdeen? Aberdeen. I'll have to send you the link to it once once I find the Instagram channel, but it was... Please do. I can't believe I've never heard of this place, and I never saw it. Yeah, it's kind of weird, because a lot of people nowadays, now that their channel's getting a bit bigger, starting to hear about it more, but, like, I guess I'm an OG in this one, and I, I was <laughs> there before it was cool. Well, what year was that, though, that you guys were oh, planning God. in that field? <sighs> 2000, maybe 11? 
Oh, okay. All right. So, so I found another interesting statistic. Ooh, share. 65% of people believe Ouija boards are dangerous. Oh, don't you don't mess with Ouija boards. Guys, I, I, <laughs> you... I, I'm not even a practicing Catholic, but I'm doing the sign of the cross just in case. <laughs> people, if you are trying to communicate with the dead, contact our sponsor, Artie Hoffman, at www.artiehoffman.com, and he can help you. I'd be curious if he has dealt with any hauntings. That would be really interesting to know about. I'm sure that kind of energy would have to permeate for at least a little bit wherever he was at. So maybe, maybe. We got to ask him sometime because I think that would be really interesting to get his take on this, especially for Spooktober. And Spooktober is just getting started. Yep. I just want to go ahead and throw this out there. We are also sponsored by Audible. So if you want some creepy stories, get some good ones. You can listen to Deviant by Harold Schechter. If you want something a bit more imaginative, they do have other books on there. You can go to www.audibletrial.com slash psychedelic for a free month and a free credit towards an audiobook. I would recommend Maneater. I'm listening to that right now about Alfred Packer. And that's also by Harold Schechter. Well, that about covers it. All right, y'all. So this is only the first of Spooktober. We have a lot of things planned keep an eye on or whatever you use to listen to us because we got a lot more stuff coming hopefully some things to scare you and or entertain you dawn out chris out